What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're about to talk week 14 of the NFL. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Let's hear your locks and picks down below. I'm Paul, pick and win on Contra, and I'm joined with... You already know me. It's your boy, Kev. Water boy, see boy. A.K.A. the Dom QIE. A.K.A. the realest on your screen consistently. It's your boy, SP, South Carolina Unboxing. A.K.A. Get a Boy, A.K.A. JP. And if y'all don't know him, that means y'all not watching the boxing episode, but we actually had a heater of a boxing episode last uh, this week with the Haney Progress. So y'all go tune into that. But uh, also, he was here. If y'all stayed, if y'all were in tune with our preseason picks for some divisions, he was around for those. And y'all would know he's a big, avid Chiefs fan. He's the same one that was on here talking about who, what's old boy's name? The fuck is going to be Tyreek Hill 2.0. Oh, uh, the the Florida Gator. Oh, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony, the two point oh this year, kind of cold, but yeah, that's that boy Gator, and uh, he's it's here for a special, special episode because uh, he wants to talk big game, AFC rematch from a few years ago, Bills versus Chiefs this weekend, which is sitting at a one and a half point spread, damn near a pick'em. Nah, this shit is dangerous. Before we go too deep into it. This is probably like the consistent rivalry in the AFC. Like this is a big like every every year we're ready for this game, and we hope we get to see this game twice. So Gator Maine, how do you even feel about the Buffalo Bills who's slowly becoming you guys' rivals? Not your equals, but rivals. You know, you know, you know. I always get a little nervous around these times because you know they they tend to get us in the regular season. We tend to get them, you know, when it really matters in the playoffs. You know, what I'm saying Josh Allen, he throws a lot of picks, a lot of turnovers. You know what I'm saying? He gets, you know, he, and all his excuses, apparently all his 30 turnovers are never his fault. But, you know, it is what it is. And we'll see how Josh, we'll see how Josh Allen does against the top five defense, but. I don't know. You're saying this like Josh Allen woke up. Like he remembered he has, he got wheels. You remember he has legs. How do you feel about the mobility? Because they looked good, didn't, they looked really good against the Eagles. I mean, he looked pretty good, but at the end of the day, they still didn't get a job done. I mean, the Chiefs didn't either, if I'm being honest. But at the end of the day, it's Josh Allen versus a top-five defense. He always throws picks or fumbles. He always turns the ball over. He's bound to – it's bound to It's bound to happen, you know what I'm saying? Shane McDuffie, I, I can envision a pick six coming right now. I will, oh, say, I, will say, I will say that he says he throws picks a lot. He has an active interception streak right now. Eight games in a row he's thrown an interception right now. Whoa, let's shoot for nine. Yeah, shoot for nine. Hey, shoot for the stars. <laughs> that boy Paul does consistently cash on that Josh Allen interception um, prop. Hey, he throws one. That, the over-under was 13 and a half on the year, bro. I took the over. That was one of my major locks. He's got 13 right now. I would I would be I would be so happy, bro. I'd be a little bit of a Chiefs fan if they can give me 14. <laughs> I think we get. I think we can give you fifteen. You know what I'm saying? He's always make. You know, he's always throwing it into double coverage. He he. He kind of reminds me of Brett Favre. He'll just like kind of just throw it into like double in like triple or double coverage. He's like sling it down the field. You know what I'm saying? Ho- hopefully Gabe Davis or maybe Stephon Diggs is down there. There's one thing about them gunslingers. Even go you go all the way back to the wild wild west. Even the best gunslinger got caught eventually. Yeah. And that's just how he plays. I mean, I, I call him athletic Carson Wentz for a reason. He just doesn't – he just be doing way too much with the ball. He's never okay with giving up a play. Every play is a touchdown play for him. 
And with that type of mentality in the National Football League, it's what leads to him to, I think, like three straight. If you go all the way back to 2018, he's number one in turnovers by like a wide margin. Oh, yeah. He had like 30 turnovers last year. Like 15, it was 15 was interceptions, 15 were fumbles. 30 turnovers is crazy. 15 and 15, yeah. the duality of men. Uh, in in nah, season two, we're talking a lot of Josh Allen. How did the Chiefs win this game? Is it in? Is it in um, Arrowhead? It's in Arrowhead. Taylor Swift will be there. It's a pick 'em. It's sitting at one. The Chiefs are a one point favorite at home right now. Um, they did lose their last game uh, against against the Green Bay Packers, which was it. So it was upset. kind. Of, it kind of set up for them to have a game-winning drive. Then Mahomes throws the interception, and then Jordan Love gets the field goal, and then they only have so much time to work with it. The, the refs are terrorists to some people, and uh, Chiefs end up losing that game. But, it, like, <laughs> this is now they're back at home, bro. And, like, I will point out, you always – we have a rule. You always bet on the Chiefs after a loss. This is a, it's, just, it's a rule that we follow, and even if you go with this year – uh, they lost to the Broncos 24-9. Then they beat the Dolphins in London or Germany. Then they lose to the Eagles. And then they beat the shit out of the Raiders. And then they just lost to the Green Bay Packers. Hey, it's bound, it's bound for victory, man. In Mahomes, we trust. Yeah, in Mahomes, we trust. But I don't trust these receivers. The defense is what really puts me over ahead because I got to do some more Trent McDuffie research. Somebody. Might have told me he was the best in the league, so we're gonna do some research. Huh? Number one, we're gonna we're gonna check the film. But that defense is playing red hot right now. They're lightning, they're electric. I don't know how Jordan Love was just be able to get get away with like these tight frame passes last week, and just really just did some amazing things. But I don't know if Josh Allen has the um, <clears throat> Josh Allen has that demeanor to make these um tight passes that Jordan Love was making against this team last week. And I don't know if he has – he's going to get that fourth and one like Jalen um, like Jalen Hurts does. So I'm going to trust the Chiefs on this one. I will ask you, Gator, because we all seem to be on the Chiefs here. Uh, it's also one of my best bets, take the Chiefs minus one. Uh, but are you worried? Because this is the first year it's not the offense that's going to take y'all to the dance. It's gonna I'm extremely be, worried. It's the defense that's taking you to the dance. Like we saw, like Mahomes throwing. It wasn't. A, I mean, I guess it was a game ceiling interception against the Packers last week. He has ten on the year. He's only three behind Mahomes. Um, it's not the same. The same. Uh, the same. Uh, like offense as normal. Like yes, they have Pacheco who's running his ass off. So maybe you'd be like, oh, well, the run game is working good. But they just they just don't look good. Like they're not clicking offensively. But. Yeah, I'm a little worried. You know, well, the Bills and Chiefs, you know, those games are they're always going to be close. You know, no matter how how much of the talent, it's just that rivalry. It's always going to be close. You know what I'm saying? But I trust in this week. We have Justin. You know, Justin Watson makes some big plays. Um, Tommy Rice. Gray makes some big plays. Pacheco, he's going to do his thing. Oh yeah, and Rasheed Rice. So yeah, so yeah, I trust in our receivers. You know what I'm saying? They haven't been they haven't been the best lately, but Mahomes will get them back right. And do you have a official prediction before we let you go? Um, Chiefs, uh, Chiefs by three. Chiefs by a field goal. Is it the last field goal or the defense make a stand type? 
Oh, that's a good Best question. Best stand. You already know. Is it like a, I, is it that they can take the lead? Josh Allen got the ball. He's driving, and then a a jumpy little. Uh, I hope. I hope. You- I hope defense can take a stand, but like I remember watching that watching that AFC game two years ago, it just wouldn't stop. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen had like a minute left. You know what I'm saying? He took his team down to score. Then, then Mahomes took his team to do a field goal with 13 seconds left, which I thought the game was over at the time. I did not expect that to happen, but um, that was a different yeah. Josh Allen because that was Josh Allen that could win a Super Bowl. I don't see that Josh Allen too often. Yeah, they changed the rules for that Josh Allen. And since they changed the rules, he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't won. He has yet to win an all-overtime all, all game. No. Mm-hmm. Changed the rules for him, and he still hasn't won an overtime game. So, you know, it's just Josh Allen, you know. And uh, Josh Allen, he's honestly been lapped. He's been lapped by um, Hurts. He's been lapped by Joe Burrow. So, I think the window for Josh Allen is just closing. We'll see. All right. Well, we appreciate your time, Gator. We all yes, rocking with the Chiefs. I got him as my best bet. My boy Gator got him by a field goal. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all for having me on. Yes, sir. Catch your next boxing episode, big dog. Yes, sir. All right, Kev. Now it's back to this. Uh, we do got to jump right into the recap of Thursday Night Football. It was – we both were on the opposite side here. We took the Steelers at home. We thought the Patriots were dead. Uh, Patriots win 21-18. Uh, I will like the highlight real quick that, like, yes, the Patriots came out to that early lead. But Kev hit the nail on the head, like, oh, well, uh, it's, like, still only the second quarter, like, halfway through the second quarter, 21-3, but this game's over. GG, Steelers can't score more than 20. This game's over. And then what happened? The Patriots don't score again. (laughs) But it didn't matter because the Steelers lose with only 18 points. I remember literally watching that game thinking every time they scored themselves, I was thinking, like, doesn't matter. Like this does not matter. Like I'm, every time they did something, I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm just I know for a fact y'all can't score twenty points. <laughs> they and they showed it. I mean, Mitch bit the offense was just not moving for the whole like it took about to the end of the second quarter for the offense to at least like get past the half the half uh, the fifty yard mark. And then the second half, Mitch Krabitsky throwing an interception. Yeah, Zap threw one too. But, like, I think Trubisky was on the other side of the 50, uh, and it almost got returned for a touchdown and gets stopped on, like, the 10-yard line. Like, at points, they were chanting, we want Rudolph. Like, they want to make sure in that bitch. No, it's terrible. And, like, the Steelers, I want to say their first six drives was, was field goal, punt, punt, interception, punt, punt. And on that second drive, he almost threw an interception. And it got called back because um they said it was um defensive PI. But um this Steelers offense without Ken was already bad with Kenny Pickett. Now it's even worse without Kenny Pickett. I I was doing so good, just getting those easy wins with the Steelers on my own. Those sneaky wins that you just kept sleeping on the Steelers. This is no longer a team we can get those sneaky wins from. Like, we got to get up out of there. Yeah, and also, um, like, this is a game where if they don't make the playoffs, this is going to be the game that everyone circles on, like, this should have not been a loss. This is why we're not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because you would have went to eight and five, it kind of like 
really feeling good about your next couple of weeks. Now you're seven and six, just barely flowing above five hundred. Yeah, and Bailey Zaps, nah, I'm not gonna lie to you. It started off with Juju. Juju got that catch. Juju got a catch. You would have thought he was like, it looked like Madden glitched the way he caught that bit through the um Nico. He said, caught that bit through him. Oh my gosh. And we After got that, we had Zeke like two years ago. Looked like he was playing. He had like seven catches for 72 yards. Like I think he caught everything they threw towards him. Even the touchdown was through the air. Like he oh, yeah. making the linebackers look stupid trying to cover him. Yep. They woke up. Did something happen this week in practice? And the worst part is, right, most of the Patriots fans that I know that are like really in tune with football, like not just a casual fan, they're mad that the Patriots won this game because now they're they're even further from a top pick. Like they're like, uh, what the fuck are we gonna do? Like win two more games and go like six for eleven, and to get uh, a, and get like a, a outside of the top ten pick. They play for the honor of the game. For the love of the game. These are two coaches that I will say play for the love of the game. Right. Tom and Bill. But now let's get into the Sunday picks. Have Falcons are opening us up here at one o'clock, taking on division rivalry. It's the Bucks. It's not hate week, but these teams definitely do not fuck with one another. Falcons are two and a half point favorite. It was a pick'em, and now they're a two and a half point favorite. I'm telling you that a lot of people are betting the Falcons here to get the win. How do you feel this week? I mean, I do like Desmond Ritter at home. He, there was a point in time we did have a nice little home win streak. But, I mean, it's the Booty Pirates. We know what we got to do. You got to stop Baker. We already beat them. We played a really, really close game last game. Do not let Baker go for these crazy fucking runs in the fucking fourth quarter that are um, that are damn near game ceiling. Defense has to force turnovers like they do so well. And we got to keep pressure on them. This is a pretty, like, easy open-shut game. We just got to actually execute. And if we execute, we will fuck them boys up. But if we play, we start doing all this, start making the defense look better than they actually are, now we're going to have a long game. I will say the one thing that scares me is that like, it's a Todd Bowles defense that's really good against the run, and that's what the Falcons like to do. And that's like, if you can take it away, then like that's like, now you got to rely on Desmond not to make mistakes. But yeah, the one thing right. that keeps flashing back in my head was, Desmond Riddler got to the fucking red zone three times in this game, and there was like two fumbles and an interception. Like though, like that's at minimum nine points left on the board, and they only end up losing by like one or two. It was a close game, and that's the one thing that keeps flashing in my mind. Even though it's a top Bowls defense, I can stop the run. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reluctantly ride with you. I think the Falcons are gonna win, and it's just because they left so many points on the board last time. I don't think they make the same mistake. But like, it has, it's hard for Riddler to throw. Three more red zone. I had three more red zone turnovers in this game. Nah, bro. And then on to the next one, Kev. We got the Bengals Colts. Bengals are a two and a half point favorite at home with Jake Browning at the helm. He did have an insane day his last start, beating the Jaguars. And now he's taking on Garnu Minshew and the boys, who are seven and five currently in the playoff picture. How do you see this one going? Do the do the Colts up get the upset win? I want to give the Colts the upset win so bad because I feel like both these two teams are playing for the same thing. 
No, I don't know. How do you like this game to go? See, this is the game that I, I personally would not bet on. Like, I don't – I really had no grasp for this game. Like, it's either it, – Jake Browning is a legit quarterback with – has good weapons. He has, like, an 80% completion percentage. Or all that shit comes crashing down to earth this game against a very hungry Colts defense. But I don't know which one I believe in more. No, nah, that's a fucking dilemma. Because Browning does have Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and uh, Boyd and Higgins. He, like, he has all these weapons. It's like, well, yeah, he can look good. But then it's also like, well, he's a backup for a reason. This should Maybe this won't keep, continue on. But what's your uh, final thoughts on the game? Like, what, like what, what? Is there anything that sticks out that makes you lean Colts or lean Bengals? Bengals are at home. I mean, the Bengals' performance last week, playing with Jake Browning, tells me I should go Bengals. I might end up switching my pick, but as of right now, I think I'm going to go Colts. I don't want to. I want to take the Colts, but I don't know who's betting what. But I have a feeling a lot of people are thinking the Colts as an underdog it looks really pretty here, and Vegas is gonna fuck them up. And I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Bengals here as the favorite, the home field advantage. Nice. Our next game, Kev. You got the Browns sitting at seven and five at home, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence was seen thrown, throwing footballs at practice after the crazy injury on Monday. Don't know if he'll play for sure. I think CJ, CJ Beathard gets the start, but uh, Trevor Lawrence does is active in practice. How do you see this Browns-Jaguars game going? And I, and I believe Joe Flacco gets the start for a second week in a row. Browns are the favorite at home. Mm, uh. I think this Browns defense is just going to have to come up. If this Browns defense comes in ready to, like, really turn shit up and get right, I think this Browns team can run can run with it and just stay solid and score that one or two touchdowns or a touchdown or field goal. And then the defense hold the other team. Yeah, and I will say the Browns defense do have one of the best pass defenses. So if it is breath, breath, uh, better to start, and they're definitely going to lean on ETN. And uh, the Browns, they don't score. I don't know, but this game's another one that, like, I, I don't know anyone who's betting on the Browns-Jaguars game, really. I'm going to go with a dog here and the Jaguars with the backup QB just because I don't think the Browns should be a three-point favorite, really, against anybody. They're on, like, the third quarterback right now. Are you uh? What's your final pick on the Browns in the uh, Jags? Are you rocking Browns at home? Bye. Yeah, I want to take the Jags because I like the Jags. You know they're my Jags, but I'm gonna take the Browns at home. They need a win bad. They know that they're better than the Steelers, so that number two spot can be up for grabs. And so they don't want to lose to the Bengals. So I think I'm gonna take the Browns. All right, Kev. On to our next game. We got an ugly one. Jets, Texans. Zach Wilson will be starting for the Jets again. It was that bad of a quarterback carousel after they uh, benched him. They're taking on C.J. Stroud and them boys. Texans are three-and-a-half-point favorite. Does Zach Wilson get this team a win for the Jets or at home, or does C.J. Stroud and them boys take care of business? 
Um, I would love to see CJ Stroud take care of business. I'm not going to lie to you. This is a stint. I think it's like him as a favorite doesn't do too good. CJ Stroud as a dog does great. Uh, he did get the favorite. I think his only win as a favorite this year is against the Broncos a couple weeks ago. But um, Jets' defense is stingy. You don't think C.J. Stroud might have a little trouble with that Jets' secondary? I watched the Jets' defense play. My no Tank Dell either. Tank Dell is done. Oh, no Tank Dell is scary. Yeah, he's done for the season. But you're talking Tim Boyle against a Dim. No, it's Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's back to starter. Oh, truck. Against the Jamaica Ryan's defense. Zach wasn't definitely the best quarterback at the job for the Jets right now because the other guys were shit. I could definitely agree with that. But who do you got? You taking the CJ Stroud? No, nah, I want to take CJ Stroud, but no Tank Dell's kind of a big deal. Um, I'm definitely not taking that Jaguars. The Jets. We're talking Jets, Texans. Oh, the Jets text. Yeah, oh, man, I definitely want to take Zach Wilson and them. I just lost some moves to the Falcons so bad. But the Texans, Falcons already beat the Texans too. So I guess I'll go. This is where the drum roll comes in. But I could see myself going Texans. That's another one I got to look back on. Yeah, no, I'm going to take the Texans too. Uh, it does not. This game, there, a lot of these games, I wouldn't bet on just because there's not really like it's nothing really concrete. I think. Then our next game, Kev, Ravens seven and a half point favorites taking on the Los Angeles Rams. How do you feel about the the Rams versus Ravens game? Mm. I mean, the Ravens are going to hold it down. Hold on one second. But the Rams have to put up like 30-plus points in their uh, – yeah, 36 and 37 in their last two games since the bye week. You see more of that? Or do you think this Ravens defense is going to come stomp it? Like, I don't know. Like, the Ravens – the Ravens only put up 20 in the last game, but before that, they were blowing out teams, putting up 35 on average. What are you thinking? Um, I just trust that this Ravens team continues to roll. This Rams team's look good these last few weeks, and especially with Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford meshing well. I've never really had them in my um in my plans to see his playoff potential teams, but they're in the hunt as we speak right now. So I'm going to take the Ravens to hopefully they hold the business. They're coming off they're coming off a win, but a loss as it a loss wasn't not too long ago. So hopefully they remember that pain and they can make something shake with it. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Ravens too. They're perfect for like a teaser sitting at seven and a half points, but uh, other than that, I wouldn't lay seven and a half. The Rams have shown the last couple of weeks since the bye that they can put up 30 points on some pretty good teams. But our next game, Kev, we got the Bears, a three, 
point dog at home against the Lions, Kev. Is that does that seem a little weird to you at all? Just three points with the Lions Bears game. Or do you yo Kev? Yo. Do you think that it's the Bears Lions? Do you think three points is fair? Or do you think that's too small? I think they're trying to play with us, man. This is one of those games where they play. They try to trap you some way, somehow, because the Lions should be like a nine-point favorite. But this game's going to be one of those games that are crazy close for no reason. Yeah, I mean, they played earlier this year. They played in November, and they beat the Bears 31-26, and that was a game where Jared Goff threw, like, uh, two interceptions, a fumble, and that was uh, – the Bears were winning for most of the game till the end. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where people can see where, like, maybe the Bears can win as a dog, and that's why the line, the, the spread's only three points. But, like, this is one of my best bets to take the Lions minus three. Like, the Lions are just a way better team here over the Bears. Like, mm-hmm. like the Bears, their offense put up 12 points last week against the Vikings. Like, they're not – they put up 26 against the Lions two weeks ago, but I guarantee you Dan Campbell's not going for that shit again. Yeah, definitely. And then our next game, this one's actually pretty big for your division, Kev. Not for the Panthers, but for at least for the Saints. Saints-Panthers. Saints are a six-point underdog. I mean, six-point favorite at home. Panthers, six-point dog on the road. How do you see this game playing out? There is no Derek Carr for the Saints. We're going to get the Jameis Winston show come Sunday afternoon. What do you think about the Saints Panthers, Kev? But um, the Saints Panthers, I think that's two teams that are undeniably very lethargic at the moment when it comes to collecting wins. But at the end of the day, Saints are only like one and a half games behind us. We just on the tiebreaker because we're um we bust their ass. So this is one of those games I feel like they both know they can't lose. The Panthers are playing with no money. Now, you ever heard the saying they're playing with house money? Yeah. Panthers are playing with no money, but they're playing every week. So, definitely got the Saints in this one, especially especially that second half they played last week. You think Jameis Winston's not going to fuck it up? Yeah. Notice how I didn't say specific name of any players, but they said the Saints, because I like, I'm thinking of them as an organization that gets the job done. If I start thinking of other players, I might switch to, switch to the other place. I'm going to take the Panthers as a big dog. Six-point dog. I cashed one last week with the Cardinals. I'm going to go back-to-back weeks. I'm going to get the Panthers here as six-point dog and one of my best bets, Panthers plus six. Just because I think the Panthers are okay with running the ball 50, 60 times, and the Saints are one of the worst teams in the, against the run in the last few weeks. And we're going to see just old school run the ball, run the ball. Very low scoring game. Panthers defense has been very stingy. And like Jameis Winston may make a mistake. And we see Panthers win on some like 17 10 type of game where their defense made great stops, got some takeaways. And the Panthers just kept running the ball, running the ball, get into field goal position, and maybe score one or maybe two touchdowns. So there's going to be a lot of field goals, I think, for them. Then our next game on the slate, Kev, mm-hmm. we got the Raiders versus the Vikings. Raiders are at home. They're a three-point dog. 
got Aiden O'Connell go against Josh Dobbs this week. How how do you feel about this one? How do you feel about the Raiders and uh, Vikings, Kev? Um. Uh, this is one of those games that earlier in the season I would have put the Vikings on my list and be like, oh, yeah, the Vikings going to plow through these dudes. But it's going to be a tough one because I believe Justin Jefferson is back this game. Yeah, first game back, activated off the IR. Yeah, so, I mean, they gave him time to get all the way healthy. Maybe he can put a team on his back and get some – some food from over there. Ugh. That would put the team on his backs, but we'll see. I mean, the only thing, Aiden O'Connell has not been bad for the Raiders as a starter, but he has been bad against the Blitz. And the one thing I can say about the Vikings defense is that they blitz a fucking lot. Like, Brian Flores, I'm so happy he's not in South Beach, but he didn't know how to play good defense against rookie quarterbacks. And that's the one reason why I'm going with the Vikings this weekend. Are you are you taking the Vikings with me or are you gonna take the Raiders as a home dog, Kev? I would love to take the Raiders on this one, but I'm gonna take the Vikings with a safe pick. Yeah, nice and safe. This is another safe game. This is one of the bigger spreads we've seen all year. 49ers 13 point favorite going up against the Seattle Seahawks, Kev. Is is that all that needs to be said about this game? Or do you think the Seahawks actually have a legitimate way of beating the 49ers at home? What do you think, Kev? Um, I mean, we're still talking Raiders and um. No, I just I just asked you, do you think the the 49ers are a 13-point favorite against the Seahawks? Uh, is that enough said about the game, or do you think the Seahawks have a, like, legit – are they going to keep this game close? Is this – do they have – is this a big dog weekend right here? I think if this team wasn't firing the 49ers, if they were firing on all cylinders, the Seahawks would be having um, a much better chance at um, – keeping his game close and even sneaking off a win, maybe even starting off with a lead. But because this team looks so good right now, the 49ers look so good right now, there's not much you can do about them except just kind of like just show up and exist. People are saying, though, the 49ers could have a letdown week. Like, they just came off stomping the Eagles. Like, they might not really care about this game as much. And people are also saying that the Seahawks are six and six, and you know Pete Carroll, Kev, like he'll throw he'll throw the whole kitchen sink at you if he got to to get a win. Uh, yeah, I think a little bit it does because I think the Seahawks are going to come in ready to fight, ready to try to win this game and try to stay keep it close. So I definitely could see the Seahawks doing anything they could to um stay on stay to put to make this game possible to win and they know the weaknesses over there they play each other all the time but this 49ers team is just not to be fucked with when they're rolling and they're rolling right now there will be probably a week where they slow down hopefully it's not during the playoffs but right now they're feeling themselves yeah i'm rocking the 49ers 13 points is a lot 
yeah, you're a madman if you if you're taking that if you're betting that many points in the NFL. I, I wouldn't even touch this game other than some like Christian McCaffrey touchdown props and shit. Facts. But then on to our next game. We already talked Chiefs and Bills. Uh, next four o'clock game: Chargers versus Broncos. Chargers are two and a half point favorite. Going up against the division rival, and was the hottest team in the NFL until the Texans game last week. Broncos, how are you feeling? Did the Broncos come in and get another win? Now go move on to seven and six, or they lose and go to six and seven. I personally think the Chargers are the better team. But these are my odds. I would have definitely gave the Broncos a favorite. It would have been two, not two and a half, but two. And also, all the people that kept talking shit to me about my takes on Austin Eckler not being a real running back, like what impact, all that stuff. I've been saying this shit for like two years at this point. Fucking the own team is saying that they're going to do a hot-handed approach for the next couple of weeks. Basically saying Austin has not been efficient as a running back. Like he's like go check his stats. He has a two hundred yard games, and then the rest are all like forty yard games. And I don't know, but I will say, I I this is a normal week where I I would take the Chargers, but. Russ had three turnovers last game, and they still barely lost that game. And the reason why they were on such a big win streak was because Russ wasn't turning over the ball, kicking field goals. Like, it's kind of hard to have back-to-back weeks when you turn over the ball that much. I'm not saying he's not capable of doing it, but it's kind of hard. And I think I I, I don't think Russ is going to have – I think he's going to have a safe game plan, run the ball, and they kick field goals, they score points. But I think the Broncos find a way to win. And they just and it's all because Russ doesn't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. This is in Denver. This is in Los Angeles. Not yeah. that far though. Not too far from each other. That does not matter much. You know there's gonna be a bunch of um, um Denver fans. Mm-hmm. Let me get some injury reports. Who's 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 not playing? Um most of the big hitters, like, uh, like, yeah, most of the big hitters are playing. Everyone's playing mostly. Like, of course, the Chargers still don't have Mike Williams. Joshua Palmer's on the IR. Uh, so there's really just Keenan Allen, Quinton Johnson, and the tight ends out there. Uh, but the chart, but the Broncos, everybody's playing. P. Ryan might not play, but they still got Javante Williams as the starting running back. So they both should be fairly healthy for this game. Okay, I mean, I like the Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers as of right now. My revision might might sway my move, but as of right now, I'll take the Chargers. All right, and then we get on to the Sunday night football game. We got another huge spread. Dolphins, 13-point favorite. I'm not my bad. Wrong game. Uh, Cowboys, three and a half point favorite against division rival, the Eagles. This is low key a battle for the number one spot in the division. Uh, Cowboys are nine and three. Eagles are ten and two. If the Cowboys get the win here, they they will be tied. 
and it'll be split 50-50 in the division. But so uh this is this is a very big game right here. Cowboys are the favorite. Do you have any quarrel with that? Do you think the Eagles should be the favorite in Dallas or do you think this is all right? I mean you would think the Eagles were supposed to be the favorite because they're the scrappier team, but a scrappier team doesn't get you paid. And Betty was whatever. It's a team that looks like they're going to go and come over and handle business. And the e, the Cowboys are the better team at home. It just makes sense at the moment. Until the Eagles come through fresh off the L. Fresh off motherfuckers wearing black suits to the locker room to talk about something up, you know, Fresh off of motherfuckers talking shit. Man, they finna come in with some high spirit. They gonna fuck all of us up. Yeah, see, I I think the Cowboys, the, when they first play, this is, I think the Cowboys have the revenge factor. They lost one. It's a divisional game. The Eagles haven't won a game in uh, Dallas since, like, 2019. Uh, they usually have their number at home, and the Cowboys at the seventeen game win streak at home is on the line right now. I know it's the Eagles, but the Cowboys—they're not talking about it, bro. Like they've scored like forty points or more in their last, in like three of their last four games. Their offense is CD Lamb, TD Lamb, like Tony Pollard, Brandon Cooks is Jake Ferguson. Like the offense is rolling and the defense is doing the defense thing. Give me the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not taking the spread here, but I am saying that they, I think the Cowboys win this game at home. And then are you are you rocking with the Cowboys or are you rocking with the Eagles, Kev? I mean I would love to take the Cowboys. I'm not even lie to you. That doesn't even sound like me either. And it's because of the great what – what I've noticed on the podcast, what we've been trying to do is we don't ever say exactly who's eating on the Cowboys. We always say the Cowboys. And we give a lot of respect to see um, T.D. Lamb. But Dak Prescott is looking great as a whole. I thought it was just because of Aaron Rodgers' Tuesday. I was going to come out here and say that. But after watching the Mike Dubs and the and all the um all the different highlight reels and stuff like that, it makes me think like, oh, this 49ers team is a problem. The Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Need not the Cowboys team. Now this um this Eagles yeah, the Cowboys team is a problem, but I don't know. I'm gonna take the Eagles though, because I feel like this Eagles team coming off of L is a dangerous team, especially the way they lost. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles, though. And then we got two games for Monday Night Football, Kev. Oh, doubleheader, nice. Not doubleheader, they're at the same exact time for whatever fucking reason. Oh, simultaneous header, interesting. We got two pretty big spreads. This one we're going to run through real quick. It's going to be the Dolphins 13-point spread at home against the Titans. Dolphins at home, we have yet to lose. Our offense is on fucking fire on all cylinders. I think there's this is a just close your eyes, bet the Dolphins money line. Like this is like, do you think Vrabel gets the Titans ready for the Dolphins, or do you think the in South beats Miami takes care? Mm, it'd be nice if Vrabel and them could get the Dolphins um 
to get ready for the Dolphins and they had something to put in their back pocket, but I don't like it. I don't like it at all. This team looked insane last week, insanely bad. And I don't see any reason for them to get better, any message to come. So, yeah, so that gives you my answer right there. <laughs> yeah, both on the, the – this is two 13-point spreads on the slate. Of course, we're going to say the team is probably going to win. But then the other Monday night game, Kev, this one could be ugly too. The Giants are a six-and-a-half-point underdog against the Packers, Kev. Giants, mm. Tommy, De, uh, I, Tommy DeVito will be playing again. They is coming. The Giants are on a two-game win streak right now. They beat Washington, and they beat the Patriots last week. And the Packers are on a three-game win streak. Somebody's win streak has to come to an end. Who do you think gets the L here, the Giants or the Packers? Hmm. I mean, the Packers looked really good last week. So you're thinking, like, is this really a team I want to bet against? Is this a team that I don't trust? Is this a team I want to sleep on still? Tommy DeVito's cool, but the Packers are – they just have something in the water right now. Yeah, and if the Giants weren't so bad this year, you could maybe talk me into them at home. But Jordan Love is playing real football. And Tommy DeVito, yeah, they beat the Patriots, but uh, the, it was a 10-7 game. It was, it was absolutely ugly. Like, their two wins are against Washington and the Patriots, and the Packers' three wins are against the Chiefs, Lions, and Chargers. They're three different wins. They're two different win streaks right there. I'm going with Green Bay on the road, and I think Jordan Love has another game where he, he continues to prove that he is the next guy for the Green Bay Packers. And uh, you co-signing the Packers, right? Yeah, I'll co-sign the Packers. All right. And then before we get out of here, we're going to wrap it up with, with always a two locks and a dog, Kev. And, I, and for the good luck charm, I'm going to throw it to you first. Right. The locks and the dogs are not easy this week. I think it was a lot of interesting guys matchups. Um, So it's crazy. So I'm going to have to take – Browns, which I'm not a big fan of. I'll take the Browns as a lock. I'll take the Saints over the Panthers. I'll take that as a lock because Bryce Young, you better not feel like snapping. I'm upset. And crazy enough, I'll take the Eagles as a dog. How many times have you been able to say that this year? One other time last week. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to spark this blunt, Kev, because I feel, I feel, feel for you, Kev. My dog of the week will be the Panthers. Panthers gonna run it down the Saints' throat. It's gonna be you're I'm telling you, you're gonna see Chubba Hubbard. Go ahead and get the Chubba Hubbard two touchdown score bet. Go ahead and get it. Go get the big put the nutsack on the line. And the defense is gonna you're gonna see the interception from Winston. Uh but yeah, give me the that's my six point dog right there. Just laying my nuts on the table. Okay. Then my two locks. I'm going to have to go with uh, the first one being the the Lions over the Bears. Mainly because the, the Bears should not be a three-point dog against the Lions. That's just not – like, that's part of the reason. And I just think this is a, a game where Jack Campbell and the Lions – or Dan Campbell and the Lions have been feeling the pressure from the media. They're no longer the darling. Like, now they're like, oh, they're not for real. They're frauds. 
And usually oh. whenever they go up against and those teams, I know because they did it to us in Miami, we take out our frustrations against teams that should not be on the field with us. We show it on the scoreboard, and that's why I'm taking the lines here. And then the other one is going to be the Chiefs over the Bills. And one oh. thing I forgot to bring up whenever we were talking to them was like since October 8th, the only wins for the Bills are against the Jets and the Bucks. The Jets, the Bucks, and who else? The Giants. Since October 8th, the only wins they can find is against Jets, Bucks, and the Giants. The Chiefs, I don't even have to explain why the Chiefs are such a better team. And uh, Chiefs just have their number. Go ask about it in the playoffs. Facts. But we appreciate everyone that stayed tuned and watched to the end. Again, we want to hear from y'all. Go down in the comments and let us know your locks, your dog, and your bets you're placing this weekend. This has been our episode of Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm Paul Pickle-Winham. That's Kevin, Waterboy Savoy. We had a special guest earlier, Gator Boy, South Falls Run Boxing. If y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfucker. Yeah.